Blog Talk Radio. Hopefully you can hear me. Tanya, can you hear me? Are you there? I can hear you beautiful. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I was having some technical difficulties here. I have been utilizing, excuse me, Direct Connect, where I can just call into the show on my computer for the past few weeks, and somehow there was an issue with it this time, and I was trying to do it by my phone, and then it told me that I was already in the show and it could only connect the host once. Anyway. Excuse me. Anyway, to God be the glory, we are here. <laughs> Amen. Um, welcome, welcome to the It's Real Radio talk show. I am your host, Elder Coilette James, and as always, we are thanking and praising God for your joining in with us on today. We can tell always when we have a show that um, is really going to be a barn burner because there is always opposition to truth. So we thank and praise God for the truth of his word on today and what he will reveal during the course of this show. I am so, so excited because I get to share the next 55 minutes with my sister in the Lord, Miss Tanya Roberts, and it is always such a joy and a pleasure when we get together with these calls each week. So hey, sis, what's going on? How are you? God bless you. What's Oh, hey, beautiful. You know what, Elder? It is more my humbling pleasure to be in the presence of the Lord and be in the presence of you that have researched, dug in deep, took some shovels, took out some more stuff just so you can bring us the truth. The word of God was real, and that's why the um, talk show is called It's Real. So please believe me, Elder has researched. She has done her homework so we can know the truth, and I'm just so excited about it. How are you, beautiful? I'm awesome. I am so, so awesome. You know, I had somebody say something to me this past week, and it just really blessed my soul. It really did because um, it is somebody that I do business with, and I don't talk to, you know, like all the time. Um, but from from time to time, we have to connect because of business, Right. And he said something to me this past week, and he said, you know, I've got to tell you something. He said, in all of the times that we have ever spoke, I have never heard um, you sound the way you do today. He said, there's like a lightness in your voice as, as if, you know, you're at peace. <laughs> and it just really blessed me because if a person can detect that just in a business conversation, then you you have to recognize and understand that you really and truly are in a different place in God. You know what I'm saying? That you have have overcome some some key obstacles to preventing you from appreciating who you are and who you are in the Lord. Even though and everybody knows my heart as far as my love for God. That is unquestionable. But still in all 
even with that, we can get so bogged down in the cares of day-to-day living and life that we will allow that to choke out our joy, you know, um, that, that joy that God came to give us, that life and that life more abundantly. And so, you know, when I say that I am just, just mm, so grateful to God for the season that I'm in right now, please, please, please believe what I'm saying is the truth because there really is a shift, you know, on, on perception within me, even though, and I, I trust God and I always trust God. But again, as I said a moment ago, we can still get bogged down with life, even in the midst of our trusting. But when you can, when someone else, okay, can recognize something that you know you're feeling internally and they can hear it just in your your conversation, then that, to me, that speaks volumes. So I just wanted to share that, that, you know, no matter where you are right now in your walk with the Lord, you know, there is always another place that you can ascend to in him, another place of peace, another place of purpose, another place of accomplishment in him that we can ascend to. So I'm just encouraging all of us on today to press into that, you know, to press into, Lord, I know there's more. There's always more. There's always more. Until breath leaves your body, there is always more that you can encounter in your walk with God. There's always more revealing of God in your life. There's always more revealing of who you are in him and what your purpose is for this particular season in life. We all go through multiple seasons in life, but I'm just, and, and you know, I'm, I just feel prompted to do this and to share this because somebody needs to hear this. No matter where you are, it's for a season. It may be a season of bliss. It may be a season of just, I don't know, excitement and, and the floration, the, the manifestation, I should say, of things that you've been hoping for and waiting for. And even in that, there's still yet another season to come. There's still more to come in God. So never get comfortable where you are. And I just, I, like I said, sis, I just kind of felt led to share that. So amen. <laughs> That oh. is actually awesome, Seth. Oh. <laughs> I feel like it leads. In, I feel like it leads into what we're going to talk about today. And what mm-hmm. I was asking you is was to speak about Lent, L-E-N-T. What does it mean to you? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like it's something we should still honor? Do you feel like it's something you know about? Do you think it's something that we should not honor anymore? And where are you at in your life? I love what you just said. And the reason why I brought up Lent is the official Orthodox day began tomorrow, the 11th. Now, the other, which I found out I didn't understand, was actually uh, Ash Wednesday that just passed by. You've probably seen a lot of Mm -hmm. people with ashes on their head and the sign of a cross. And what's really scary Mm -hmm. to me, I'm just going to be honest with you guys, um, I never looked at it like that before. Please forgive me. Please call in. They kind of look like vampires, a lot of people to me, because I didn't realize that a lot of people are still mean, they're still hateful, they're still everything, but they're still putting ash, they're still going to church, they're still believing what they believe in, and I believe that we're sending the wrong message to a lot of people out there. So that's why I bought mm-hmm. up Lent. What does it mean? Why does it mean something? Should you stick to it? 
Should you not honor it or do you not even care? So we can begin there because I love what you're saying. Every point in our lives, what we have to realize, we're in a season. We're in a process. And sometimes you got to understand it's not for us to always say why, because I did. I, everything, God, why? Why, 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 why am I here? Why, why am I going through this? Why are you doing this to me? Why, 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 why? And sometimes you just have to go with it because it's a part of your process. It's a part of your growth. It's a part of you becoming something or someone different, he or she. Why? So says, I'm going to take it from there to say I love what you just spoke about because I believe that you brought it right into where we are. This is Lent season. The official Orthodox Day starts tomorrow. A lot of people start it Wednesday. And when does it lead? Until the day of Easter. And I did back from Ash Wednesday to Easter. That's 40 days. So where are you at in your life? Why do you feel like we should sell? Um, I don't look at it as a celebration. It is a celebration, but it isn't. And why should we honor it? And where are you at in your life right now with it? Can I ask you, Elder? Do you, is it something that you believe in? Is it something that you feel like you should honor? Okay. Well, let me put a disclaimer out here before I, I begin. Okay. Um, first and foremost, the show is called It's Real, Real Talk on Real Issues. <laughs> Just keep that in mind, listeners. Um, secondly, I'm getting ready to really mess up some some people's theology. So uh, I'm just putting it out there now. Love me, love me in spite of, okay? Um, don't don't hate, don't hate just because, um, yeah, and because it messes up your theology. All right. So now with that being said, I can't wait a minute, Tam. I'm so sorry, but you know what? I can just kind of hear people's minds going right now, going, "OMG, what is she getting ready to say?" And she like starts it off that way. But be that as it may. All right. So let's um, let's back up a little bit. Um, I grew up in Catholicism, all right, as as some of you may know. And I was that one running around on Ash Wednesday with I, I mine was never in the shape of a cross. It was a black dot on my head. It was like the, the priest would just come and just kind of stick his thumbprint on your forehead, right? And and it was like, you know, everybody kept that little spot of dirt. <laughs> on their forehead all day long, just to prove that they were in mass that morning and they had their ashes. Um, I thank and praise God for deliverance from Catholicism. Let me say that as well. Um, that being said, please, this is, but don't, don't, don't get off the show. Don't think this is going to be a bash Catholic show because I never do that. I never bash um, people's beliefs because I know personally. I know some Catholics that really, really love the live, love the Lord, and um, they're just yeah. Anyway, caught up in some things that is not biblical. <laughs> so that being said, okay. So Lent, Lent um, is celebrated various different forms depending on your doctrine. Um, for the Catholic Church, as you said, Lent began this past um, Wednesday, March the sixth. And it began with Ash Wednesday. Um, and Ash Wednesday is a real solemn day. Now, this is what, <laughs> this trips, this, this to me trips you out, okay? Because 
the day before Ash Wednesday um, in Catholicism is called Fat Tuesday, and we all know we equate Fat Tuesday with Carnival and Mardi Gras, right? And, and Fat Tuesday yeah. is the day that, you know, everybody goes out and loses their mind, you know, stripped down in the streets of New Orleans and all these other crazy things, right? But okay. literally, okay. The, the, <laughs> Tuesday. The day before Ash Wednesday is called Fat Tuesday, and it is called Fat Tuesday because people clean out their pantries, they get all of the stuff, and they just kind of have a feast at it because they feel like, you know, let me eat all the super rich foods, all the sweet foods, all the junk, all the stuff that I am going to deny myself of for the next 40 days. Let me see how much of it I can consume in one night. Okay, which in itself is stupid. I'm sorry, but you really set yourself up and your body to crash when you do that. But anyway, um, that's tradition. That's tradition. Anyhow, so in the Methodist Church, okay, and, and let me let me go back. And then for Lent in the Catholic Church, um, it is a full forty days. It is. Um, all the way through to quote-unquote Easter. Um, it is a time of many different mindsets coming together. Some people in the Methodist church, let me, let me go, let me touch on what I was about to say, and then I'll come back to this. In the Methodist church, um, Lent is celebrated minus the Sundays, which is another really weird um, so they celebrate Lent and they subtract the Sundays from it. So I guess Sundays you can do what you want to do. I don't know. I really, to be honest, I don't really know why. Um, and I didn't really study it that hard to find out because it was immaterial to me. But um, so different, different quote-unquote denominations celebrate Lent differently. Um, there are some some people out there that I respect to the utmost, okay, teachers of the word of God, not, not in Catholicism, but actually in Christendom. Um, there are many, many um, very well-respected teachers um, of, of the Christian faith, and they encourage their congregations to celebrate Lent. It is not just about um, Catholicism. It is something that now has transcended many different religions, okay, or denominations, let me put it that way. Um, and people look at it and they equate it for other, for different things. And I'm just trying to give you a history before I really go into my feelings about it. But um, most people equate it to the 40 days that Christ spent in the wilderness. So because they equate it to that, which if you read your Bible, those 40 days were not spent leading up to his resurrection. They were spent when he first went into his ministry, okay? So even the placement of these 40 days are off, but there's a lot more off to it than just that. But anyway, um, <laughs> the 40 days that Christ 
spent in the wilderness and dealt with the temptations of the enemy in which he spoke to the enemy those three times and, and decreed and declared for it was written happened in the beginning of his three-year ministry. It didn't happen just before he went to the cross. So the fact that the placement of Lent is placed before, quote-unquote, Easter, and you'll understand why I keep saying that um, shortly, it, it, it just, you know, it's it's weird. But Anyway, so a lot of people acquaint themselves to that, that, that Christ denied himself for 40 days and he didn't eat, and, and um, so they give something up. Now, let me, before I go any further, let me say this. It is never wrong to submit yourself to God, okay? Um, if you, if you, want to give of yourself to God for a time of prayer and fasting, that is never wrong, all right? So let me put that out there, um, depending on your mindset of why you're doing it, because a lot of people pray and they fast to get something from God, which is the wrong mindset. In actuality, when we pray and we fast, it is to give something to God. It is to give ourselves to God, and we do, do excuse me, do it in a, a mindset and a frame of mind of denying ourselves of something just so that we can can um, solidify within inside of ourselves that our, our submission to God is more important than that thing that we would normally partake of. Our, our submission to God is more important than the food that we eat because, as Christ said, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out the mouth of God. So I cannot eat physical food, but I want because I want to partake and clearly hear from God spiritual things. So I want to feed my spirit more than I feed my flesh. So Please understand, that is never wrong. I don't care what season of the year you do that, that is never wrong. We at Kingdom International just ended, just this past Thursday, a 40-day um, consecration, prayer, fasting, um, seeking seeking a clearer voice from God, seeking to hear him even more so, seeking radical manifestations of his presence in our lives. And we just ended ours out just this past Thursday, actually. So, again, hear me. To, to give yourself to God is never wrong. It is never wrong. So I, I don't condemn that at all at all. And and you don't need a certain time of the quote unquote year or to put a label on it to do that. Anytime you feel led and called of God to submit yourself unto him, then you need to do that. You need to do that. I don't care when it is. And do not let man or their doctrine or their determination label you for when you decide and when you desire to give of yourself of God. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, Lent is not a biblical fast, okay, or a biblical in which we are called to celebrate. Lent was something that the Catholic Church originally instituted um, in the fourth century. It wasn't even around during the time of Christ, okay. Lent is a man-made um, I guess you can call it, well, 
it's not really a celebration because it's supposedly when it was initiated, it was done to keep you in penance, to keep you um, in the mind of uh, a, sob- a sober mind, you know, to um, – it was a time of solemn and, and, and you know, like you, <laughs> part of the Catholic faith, um, they, they're stuck in doing penance, okay? So, like, even the whole thing with confession – so you, you go to confession to confess your sins to a priest, and then the priest gives you penance. He gives you so many Our Fathers and Hail Marys to go out there and say to be forgiven of the sin. That in itself is ludicrous and absolutely non-biblical because Christ has already come, and he was already the sacrifice, and he has already forgiven you of your sins. So a man in a vestibule telling you to go do however many Our Fathers and Hail Marys so that you can be forgiven is anti-Christ. It is not biblical, <laughs> okay? Um, so let's say that. Let's put that out there. Like I said, I'm going to challenge some of your theology on today, okay? Um, the fact that they place Lent up in, in, in conjunction with Easter, in its, again, in itself has no relevance because Easter has no relevance. Easter is another man-made celebration and day. I'll give you one better. So is Christmas. Christmas is not in the word of God, people. Okay. I know we've blown it up and we're celebrating Christ's birthday and what have you. The word doesn't even tell you when Christ's birthday was, but it does tell you when his death and his resurrection was. So, and and the fact that we celebrate a day called quote unquote Easter is has nothing to do with the biblical account of Christ's death. Okay. Amen. And it and the and Bible is very clear. The Bible is very Amen. clear on when he was crucified. Amen. Okay. And so, so is Valentine's and so is other holidays. Go ahead, sis. Yeah. Yeah. Um so the the feast that we are told to celebrate um by the word of God can all be found in Leviticus, the twenty-third chapter. You go and you read the twenty-third chapter of Leviticus, you will find the feast days that God Himself told us to honor, and He told us to honor them forever. So it wasn't just an old testament thing, it was a it was things that God Himself put in and play, and these are the days we are to honor. The first one was the Sabbath. Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. That that has not changed, okay? Um, the next one was Passover. Passover is very, very important to us, the believer, because that is actually when Christ was sacrificed, when he gave himself up. Passover was initiated to celebrate the death angel passing over the houses of the children of Israel just before they were um, let go from Egypt. It was the final plague that God unleashed over Egypt to, for Pharaoh to let his people go, and that was the plague of the firstborn dying, okay? And they put the blood of a lamb on the doorpost for the the, um, Israelites put the blood of the lamb according to what God told them to do on their doorpost and any doorpost that the angel saw with the death angel when he passed over that he saw the blood of the lamb on that doorpost, he would not strike the firstborn. 
Now, you had Israelites that did not believe God and didn't put that blood. They lost their firstborn, too. It was only he was passing over the, the door with the blood, okay? And, and here's something um, I heard my apostle from um, Atlanta say the other day, and, and it just, it was so liberating. He said, stop pleading the blood. Because, you know, we do that. We plead the blood. He said, you don't plead the blood because if you're pleading the blood, you're begging. To plead is to beg. He said, you apply the blood to any situation or circumstance that you need to apply it to the same way God told them to apply the blood on the doorpost. Not plead the blood, but apply the blood. We need to get to a place where we read the word of God where we understand the word of God. And when we do this, we won't get caught up in these man-made tangents that are out there that has nothing to do with the word of God or the celebrations of God. Okay. Okay. Evelyn, can I ask you a question right in the middle of everything that you're saying right now, just for for the ones that are listening? And everything that you're saying to me is, is really powerful because I'm a Lent person, everybody. I believe in applying it. I believe in that time of fasting. I believe in that time of giving up things. I believe, in, I believe in that time. I'll, I just do. And I feel like out of everything else, Easter, Christmas, um, Valentine's, uh, 520, 30, 40, or whatever the case may be, everybody has a holiday. I believe in that day because that's the day that you can come before God and say, you know what, Lord, I'm tired of things being the way that they are. And I'm ready to change some things, and I need you to change me. And I keep it, not so much because it's biblical, now that I realize that even more, because when you get caught up in tradition, you begin to believe that certain things are biblical, and they're not biblical. They're just tradition. Mm -hmm. And that's what this Mm -hmm. show was really all about today. We need to stop making things biblical that are tradition, and things that are tradition, biblical. There's nothing in the word that says about Christmas. That's why the word of God, any good minister, any good pastor, any good teacher will tell you, read the word for yourself and know it. Study thyself to be approved. Rightly dividing the word of God and the truth from the things that are not the truth. And that's what this show is really all about today. But I'm still, even though Elder said everything she said, guess what? I'm on it tomorrow. I'm asking God for a change. So what we're saying to you is, we need you to reroute your thoughts and your ways. We don't, we're not trying to change you. We love you for who you are. If that's the way you still want to do things, do things the way you feel like they are. But if you want to get results, do things the right way, the way that they're supposed to be, and know that to be the truth. God bless the child that has his own. No, that's not biblical. There's no hair in there that says that at all. But see, we wonder sometimes how come we can't get the results that we're looking for because we're not applying it right towards what's right. The Bible says, again, when you study to show thyself approved, then God will give you the answers that you need to go forth in what, you, what you're going through and teach you the structure of the right way to go, not the wrong way, so you can start having things go right in your life. I was just having a conversation this morning with my husband, and I said to him, one thing about it is with anyone, a friendship, a relationship, a marriage, whatever it is, you can either grow together or you can grow apart. When you seek the truth to want to grow, 
I truly believe God will show you the way. It will break down walls of tradition and walls of things that you used to believe in. You will, it will just blow your mind. I believe a reason why a lot of us don't want to change is because we don't want to know the truth. We ain't trying to change the way it is. What? I've been doing this for 20-something years. What? You tell me what? What I've been doing is wrong? I've been believing in this for 15 years. What? Change? No, we're not telling you any of that. We're saying to you is, thank you, Jesus, for Elder Colette that does her research. I'm not a research person, you guys. Um, But I am, I will read the Word of God, and I do trust God, and I do believe in the leading of the Holy Spirit. And I believe that whatever way people say they want to, God will send it to me through angels, through Elder Colette, through Apostle Paul, or whoever it is to lead me to the truth. And if it don't feel right in my spirit, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to check you. It ain't real. But with everything that Elder Colette is saying today, she's saying it in love. And that's the reason why I brought it up today. Do you think it's right to honor? Do you, right, do you believe it's right to hold on? Well, I'm going to say to a lot of you guys right now, hold on to your faith. Hold on to what you believe in. And allow the Holy Spirit, God, Heavenly Father, Jesus, to lead you to the truth. You don't want to be led astray. I don't care what anyone tells you. We live in some perilous times right now. There are so many people that seem like it's real and it's not. And so many people will be led by. There's like over a two, three, four billion dollars of theft towards the elderly people because people are, are scamming them. Scam artists. That's a lot of money. And so why are they scamming them? Because we don't want to change tradition. We don't want to change our beliefs. We don't want to change in things we felt our forefathers and things taught us. But I'm not saying that they didn't know any better. I'm not saying any of that. But work will work for them then may not work for us now. Um, can you elaborate a little bit more on that, Elder? You know, uh, um, Pastor said something this morning, and I actually posted it on um, as a direct quote from him. He says, you can't change you until you change what you believe. Can't change you until you change what you believe, okay? Um, if your belief system is built on a lie, then you're never going to change until you find out the truth of what it is and restructure and rebuild. So you have to call things out. You got to call things out and you got to understand where it comes from. You know, I'm not saying, you know, that everything that man initiates is wrong, but but if it is initiated by man and tried to for, be forced on you claiming it to be God, then that is wrong, straight out. Amen. I don't care how you slice it and dice it, it's wrong. And unfortunately, because 80% of us, I'll give 20% of us some credit, but 80% of us won't study the word of God for ourselves to show ourselves approved, a workman rightly dividing the word of truth, then this is when we get swept away, be it in Lent or whatever it is, by every wind of doctrine that comes our way because we it's easier to believe what man said than to, to research what God said. And that's a problem, Pam. That's a big problem. 
That's a big, big problem. So if we're going to, if we are going to live out our lives purposely, in purpose and on purpose, according to what God called us to, then we've got to learn to investigate and understand the, the, the hidden meanings behind some of the things that we're doing. The word is very clear about in the last days us having itching ears and being carried off by every wind of doctrine because it's just easier to listen to what a man tells you is so instead of doing the research and studying it for yourself to see, what did God say? What did God say? So, like, my thing is, like I said in the very beginning, I don't have any issue with, with you praying and fasting and staying before the word, staying before God and, and giving up yourself to God and wanting to clearly hear from God. Like I said, we just came out of a 40-day consecration. But at least know what you're doing and why you're doing it, and don't do it because some man put a label on it and told you the 40 days leading up to some pagan holiday called Easter, you're supposed to do this. Don't do that. Don't set yourself up like that. If you want to give of yourself to God, give of yourself to God by all means, by all means. But understand and know the truth behind what you're doing. That's my biggest issue with it. You know, know what you're doing and why you're doing it. I love Christmas just because it's a time when family comes together. It's just such a season of giving. But I absolutely positively know that Christ was not born on December 25th, and I ain't going to tell you some lie and say it's his birthday because it's not. It's not. Now, if I want to go out and buy some gifts, I tell mine, and that you know, and you know me well enough to know, hey, we celebrate all year round. Because you always needing something. <laughs> and if you need it and it's in my power, then I have given it to you. So I'm not worried about December 25th to go out, break the bank, borrow off money just so I can make a day, day full of gifts. Like, come on now, really? Cut, cut so that the retailers can up their bottom line. Black Friday, so I can, I can give you all this money so that your books can be in the black and mine in the red. Uh-uh. Valentine's Day. Why do I need man to tell me I need to celebrate my love for my husband on a specific day? If, if baby boy ain't loving me 364 days out of the year, that 365th day don't mean jack. And I have seen women fall out. I mean, they're just like mortified and just, oh my God, like in a rage. Because they quote unquote boo didn't bring him something for Valentine's Day. Are you serious? How is he treating you the rest of the year? Why are you worried about a day? I want to know you love me every day. Don't wait till a day. So it's like, you know, what is your perception? What is your mindset? We get caught up in what man tells us should be, and we forget what God says is. That's my problem. That's my problem. Because I promise you, if I'm straight with God, hey, I'm going to be okay with man. <laughs> For real. If I'm straight with God, I'm going to be okay with man. Because it is his favor upon my life that will bring me favor with man. 
It's not vice versa. It's not man's favor upon me. It's not man blowing smoke up my behind that makes me favorable before God. No, sir. No, ma'am. That is not how it works. So we need to get our mindset straight. We need to get our belief system straight. And go back to the word. Go back to the word. And I can hear you. I can hear you. You going, well, hey, that book was written by man too. Man divinely inspired by God. There's a big difference. I was talking to somebody the other day, and we were cracking up because he said, he said all of a sudden everybody ran out and bought the secret. And it's like, where's the secret? All you had to do was read the Bible. The law of attraction, man, please, if you have favor with God, you're going to have favor with man. The law of attraction is, am I attractive to God? But because man said, oh, it's a secret, let me give you this secret, everybody run out and they go buy the book. And now I know the secret, the law of attraction. Really? Seriously. Are you really, really serious with this? I, and, and as you can tell, I'm sure you can hear I feel very passionate about this. Why? Because that's how we get off. That's how we get jacked up. Because we're so quick to believe a lie over the truth of God. So quick. So I hear you. Well, Colette, how, how, how do you know that what's written in that book is true? Because I've tried it. That's how I know. Because God is real in my life. Because I can tangibly point out situations and circumstances when there wasn't nobody but God because I didn't have nobody else. I was on my way to church this morning, and there was a song playing. It's by Anita. Um, I forget her last name. But it sounds like an emotion song. Um, but it's a, it's a gospel song, but the beat and whatever sounds like a song that the emotions used to sing. But one of the lines in it was, you know, when I couldn't go to my friend, you were my friend. And I promise you, I'm on my way to church and tears just welled up because that's who he is to me. I don't go to people with my stuff. I go to him. If I ask you to pray with me, that is just because there's power in agreement and in numbers. But very rarely will you even hear me say that because I'm in agreement with him. I'm in agreement with what he has spoken over my life. I'm in agreement with what the process that he has desired me to go through. Because if it's not from him, then the devil is a lie, and you will not put that on me because he's that real to me. So it it upsets me and it angers me when I see, quote, unquote, children of the most high God getting caught up in what man's reality for you is and not addressing what God's reality for your life is. And that's what happens. And it's the small foxes that spoil the vine. It's the little bitty things that seem like, oh, it's cool, it's okay, oh, that's not nothing. And you keep putting those, oh, it's cool, that's nothing. Oh, it's cool, oh, it's okay. Uh, that, you know, that's a small, inconsequential thing. And you keep putting those together and pounding them on top of each other. And before you know it, it's a big thing. And it has completely taken you out of the will of God and out from under the covering of God because now you're not operating according to the word of God. So, yeah, it's a big deal. 
If you don't understand the, the history of a thing, if you don't understand the origin of a thing, it's a big deal. It's not some small deal. So my biggest thing to all of you and, and even to me is to get in your word. Get in your word. Try the spirit by the spirit. Try whatever it is that man has told you by the word of God. And this is something else that pastor says that is so, so profound. He said, it's not just about you reading the word. It's about the word reading you. If you can't find you in the word, if the word can't speak back to you, about you, then you got a problem. So if you're in the word and you find something that's contradicting who you are and what you're living, the word is reading you and you better pay attention to what the word is saying about you. This thing is real, people. This thing is real. And guess what? We're in a season and an hour right now that it is time out for playing. It is time out for playing. You better get real with this thing because the devil ain't playing. He ain't playing at all. And guess what? He's had thousands upon thousands upon thousands of years to perfect his craft of lies. So if you think your little feeble mind can go up against that without the directing of the Holy Spirit, then you stupid, straight up. You think too much of yourself. And that includes me, because I've been there, did that. Oh, I'm big, I'm bold, I can do whatever. No, <laughs> no. I've learned and am yet learning. Because I don't have it all together either. So don't think this is just an indictment against you. I don't have it all together, but I'll be doggone if I'm not trying. <laughs> if I'm not in that Try just doing my research on myself. Like, you know, it may sound good, but no, wait, wait, Daddy, what's the word say? What are you saying? What is your, your, your counsel on this thing? What is your counsel on this thing? Because I'm trying you know to say it's time out. Go ahead. No, Pat. You know what, Pastor and Elder, I respect you as both of them. Everything you're saying is right. I'm so grateful that I brought it up because, like I said again, if you still want to honor it, honor it. But ask God to show you the truth, come into your heart, and show you the truth of everything you thought you believed in, everything you thought and what you feel right now is the truth. Ask him to show you the way, and I truly believe that he will. You know, a lot of times the reason why we won't ask today is because we don't want to know. Because we don't want to know. No, we (laughs) We don't want to know. know. You know what? Let me tell you all something. If somebody told you, you know, I went to go adopt a dog one day. And while I was sitting there, I had to bring the dog back, and it hurt me really bad, you guys. And when I brought the dog back, it was the reason why God brought me back, to be able to see the truth. And they were in there, and the lady said, we can't have a pit bull. So the lady said, okay, so we'll just have to reword the paperwork. Instead of saying pit bull, we need to say this. So I'm thinking, are you selling me the right dog? you telling me this dog is only going to be 20, 20, 25 pounds, and later on this dog is going to be 80, 90 pounds? When I'm attached to the dog, 
but this is what I asked for. See, people don't realize that what's going on in life is everybody have game. Everybody's trying to lead you astray. I brought up the two billion, three billion scam that's going on towards the elderly, getting them to believe that they didn't do this and they didn't do that, and they're sitting in and they're, you know, everybody's looking for a quick fix. What's the truth? The Word of God says, I am the way, the truth, and the light. No man cometh to the Father but by me. You can go around it. You can say whatever you want to say. You cannot like me. Don't even listen to the show. When it comes down to it, wouldn't you want to know the truth? You, you, you send into ancestry because you want to know, what am I really, what am I mixed with? What am I, who am I a part of? What tribe? And they can tell you whatever they want to tell you. You try bizarre. Mm. Who's that? Try bizarre. They were nobody back in those days. And they did blah, blah. Are you going to believe that? And you're doing great things now. You're going to stop doing great things because now you, you were related to the planet of Zar and you realize now that that wasn't the right way. Are you going to ask God to show you the way, truth, and shine the light so you can be able to see the difference? See, I was saying to my husband, okay, tomorrow, you know, it's the first day of Lent. Some things got to be stopped and some whatever. If you have to use Lent to be able to ask God for a change, then use it. Don't misuse it. Use it. And ask him to show you the truth of where you're going in your life. Because you're tired of being misdirected. You're tired of being structured by what the world say you should be, what the world say you should do, and what the world say you should spend, and what the world say you should not spend, what the world tell you you should love, and what the world tell you who you should love. Ask God to lead you to the truth and the way. Elder, you know what? That's really powerful, everything that you said. I love every moment, every word of you being transparent. A lot of people now in the church don't want to be transparent anymore. They're tired. They're, digging, they're, they're scared they're going to lose tithers. They're scared they're going to lose the people, the parishioners, or whatever the case may be. But you don't want them anyway. You don't want anyone around you that don't want to know the truth. You don't want any around, anyone around you that don't want to know the way. So we're asking right now in the name of Jesus for God to lead us in a better direction in the way. So if you have to fast tomorrow, fast. But ask the Lord, you don't want to fast just to be able to say that you fasted. You want to fast because you want change. You want answers. You want the truth. You want the light to shine on you. Would you disagree to any of that, Elder, right now? Well, you know what? Here's the bottom line. Excuse me. The word teaches you don't even let anybody know you're fasting. Okay? So it's not, you know, it's not so that you're proving something and you're all of that because you quote unquote fasted during Lent, really? Seriously? Even that in itself is not biblical. Read Matthew the sixth chapter. Christ said, "Don't let nobody know what you're doing. Clean, wash your face. <laughs> you know, wash your face, clean yourself up." Don't be walking around there. Wait, 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 wait. Girl, this just dropped in my spirit. Don't be running around with ash and sackcloth all over you claiming that you fasted. And what is the first thing they do on Ash Wednesday is put ash on you so everybody knows. Telling you, y'all better read the word. You better get in the word and understand. 
that it is more important to please God than it is to please man. If you want some accolades, if the accolades aren't coming from God, they don't mean nothing anyway. I'm a big proponent of don't believe the hype. Because man is so fickle, today you are the best thing since sliced bread, and tomorrow you can't be nothing right. Y'all better get it together. Serious. You know, and it's not about when man tells you to do it. It's when did God tell you to do it? Because if God, this is what I have learned over the years, and, and I, I love to fast. I, it's just, you know, I don't, I don't do as much of the, the complete fast as I used to, because that used to be my middle name. Sometimes I didn't know when I was eating and when I wasn't. It was like that deep. But it was because there were things that God was purging out of me and doing within me and getting a place that he was getting me to. It was part of my process. Okay. So as being part of my process, I had to walk through some things. Um, God put me with a, a powerful, powerful woman of God, prayer warrior, when I first got saved, like the second month of being saved, he connected me with Mother Atkinson. Why? Because he was training me up in the way I should go. And she was a woman of prayer like nobody I have ever met before or since. I'm just being honest, okay? Um, And she used to take me around to all these different prayer vans, and she's the one that introduced me to shut-ins and different things like that. But it was because of where God was leading and taking me in my life and what he had predestined for my life. So he connected me with someone that could speak into my destiny. She could speak into the things that he had for me. You got to find somebody that God can connect you with. Not let Let me rephrase that. Allow God to lead you to somebody. Don't go out to find somebody. Allow God to lead you to somebody that you can connect with that will teach you the unadulterated truth, that will tell you the truth about yourself. If something's wrong, they they won't mince words. They'll tell you. You may not like it. You may not want to hear it. But you will know in your spirit when it's God and when it's not. But you need to be trained up in the things of God. Stop just listening to every wind of doctrine that passes your way. You guys know my testimony. I've been told it over and over and over again. One of my claims of fame, I love this testimony, is that I flunked religion in the sixth grade. (laughs) Okay? Back in the day, I had no idea what the ramifications of that was. My mama went ballistic. How do you get an F in religion? Okay? How do you get an F in religion? But that was God building me up to say, no, baby, I didn't call you to religion. I called you to a relationship with me. Because the things that, I I didn't have nuns. I went to Catholic school. I didn't have nuns. I had brothers. So it was the male rendition of the nun, and they were called brothers. And the things they were trying to tell me and to teach me didn't make sense to me. And I've always been that type of person. If it don't make sense to me, I speak what I feel and what I believe. And until you can convince me otherwise, I'm not just going to change my mind. So even back then, that was a part of me. I never understood the going across that parking lot to confession, and my biggest sin was the lie I was going to tell in the confessional because I didn't have no sins to confess. I started doing this in the third grade. What am I confessing? (laughs) Okay? I, I go to school. I come home. I do homework. I clean up. 
and, and practice my piano because that was my life back then. Okay? What did I do? <laughs> but I got to make something up to tell this man in this vestibule so he can give me so many Our Fathers and Hail Marys to say. My biggest, my biggest sin was a lie I was telling him just to have something to say. Stuff like that did not make sense to me. It didn't compute. But as I grew, I understood why. Because that's not what God called me to. Now, again, as I said in the very beginning of this show, I am not bashing Catholics. And I know some Catholics that love the Lord with all their heart, mind, body, and soul. But they are yet still caught up in the traditions of man. And when you study Catholicism, when you study the origins of some of the things that they do, it will make you think twice. It really will. But you know what? <clears throat> That's in any denomination because in denominations is religion. And God did not call us to religion. He called us to relationship. Until you get that vertical relationship straight, your horizontal relationships are going to be jacked. Because you've got to be one with him first. It is only through being one with him and allowing his spirit to move and breathe within you will you be able to treat man as he has called you to treat them. Because we are some fickle people. We, I said we, not you, we. I know me. I got some issues out of this world. And I'm not naive enough not to think so because I know me. I know my, my, my uprisings and my downsetting. I know where I'm strong and I know where I'm weak. I know where I have issues and things that I'm working on. And I know where I have issues that I'm like, hey, you know, um, Daddy, you'll, you'll get to that sooner or later because I'm not really going to deal with it right now. I recognize that there's part of me that's like that. But thanks be unto God, there's more of me that is trying to, okay, when he points it out, say, okay, let me get this straight. He points it out for a reason. This whole show is for a reason, so that at least you know the truth. The word says the truth will make you free. Now, if you choose, this one of my favorite scriptures is, is misquoted because it's not completed, completely quoted. And that is, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. That is not the entirety of that scripture. So people use it all the time without giving you the entirety of it. And if you don't hear the entirety of it, then you misquote it. It says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge because they have rejected knowledge. I will reject them and their children. Know the whole scripture. It is not that they weren't given knowledge. They rejected the knowledge that they were given. So my prayer would be that when you hear truth, you don't reject truth. Now, what you do with the truth that you hear and you are taught, you are responsible for. That's why we don't want to hear the truth, Tam, because once we know the truth, we're expected to do better. If you know better, you're expected to do better. And if you, if you don't know better, if nobody tells you the truth, then you can go merrily about your way with the claim, I did not know. You knew. You can't tell me, Tam, I, I sinned too good out there when I was out there in the world. And knew, and absolutely, positively knew what I was doing was wrong. Did nobody have to come tell me? 
I knew. I chose to ignore that it was wrong, but I knew. So whether you embrace the truth that you gain or not, that's between you and God. But you know, you know when you hear truth. You know when you believe in a lie, but you choose to believe the lie because it gives you the excuse to do what you want to do. Let's be real. This is it's real, real talk on real issues. So let's be real. Now you go out, you, you know, do what you want to, but you right. cannot ever stand and say you didn't hear the truth. Go ahead, sis. No, don't you dare. I don't want to cut you off when you're in that flow. I need everyone to hear because I'm one of those ones that didn't really want to hear the truth. I don't want to hear that if I was sleeping with somebody who wasn't my husband, I was wrong. I didn't want to mm-hmm. hear that if I was messing around with married men, that was wrong. I didn't want to hear that when I was out there doing my thing or whatever I was doing, it was wrong. I didn't want anybody to tell me. I wanted somebody to justify what I was doing was right so I can still keep feeling what I thought I was feeling. The word of God says this, not one stone will become unturned. Not one thing will become unanswered that you know that God and Jesus is Lord. The answer, however, you don't want to listen to this show. You want to listen. Don't you be, oh, okay, they're this, they're that. You can say whatever you want to. But when you're ready to hear the truth, dial us up. When you're really ready to hear the truth, come on, come at us. Tell us if we're saying something that's wrong to you that you don't know. We're not here to beat you up. We're not here to uh, make at you all. feel like you're less than at all. But what we're here for is, is to tell the truth. See, Elder Colette investigates. Me, T, I listen and I situate, meaning I look at it and I will investigate as well. Once I hear what I think may be the truth and what I think may not be the truth, but I'm going to look into it. It's both sides of the family. We love you guys. And we want you to know right now, if you feel like you have to fast during Lent time, do it. If you feel like you have to give up something, but guess what? It's not until Easter. It's forever. When you do an oil change on your car, you don't mean for it to go just until it can get you through where you have to go. You want it to be for a while, so you won't have to spend any more money. We love you guys, and we pray in the name of Jesus that allow the truth to be able to saturate you and set you free, that you may be able to grow, excel at anything that you do in life. We don't want you to have the fake truth, fake news. We want you to have the real truth, the real news. And that's why we call it Keep It Real. And we love you. And we pray that you may be able to advance, discover, and believe in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, that's the end of the show for today. I pray that you all have a phenomenal week. Um, share, 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 because there's a lot of people out there that need to hear it. They may not want to, but they need to. (laughs) So I love you much. Love you, Tanya. You guys have an incredible week in the Lord. We love you. Love you. Let's keep it real.